I owe any kind of success I've ever had to John's hard work. And so being involved with something like Go Coach and encouraging hopefully 10,000 more Johns to, to potentially change other young people's lives, that would be absolutely amazing. If someone progresses and you see that progress and you see that child have that joy of knowing they've achieved something, for me, that's the buzz I get out of it. Everybody is a big family that will train together and work together to achieve a goal of doing the best we can and making it the best club ever. When I first started, we were training at Bishop's High School on tennis courts and now we've got a track. Welcome back to the England Athletics podcast. Coming up, we talk about our campaign to find 10,000 new coaches. And your club could be featured in one of our future podcasts. This month, we visited West Cheshire AC. If your club or running group are interested in being part of this podcast, all you need to do is contact us at England Athletic or our Facebook page or indeed info englandathletics.org. I guess a number of people in the sport looking forward to a, to a well-earned festive break. But it's been an exciting year. Most recently, the Go Coach campaign went live, fronted by John Blackie and Dina Asher-Smith. I think bookings to our coach education courses have gone up by 51% since the campaign launched. Whether you want to be a leader, uh, an assistant coach or athletics coach, uh, there's something there for you. So uh, visit the Go Coach microsite, which uh, is accessible via the englandathletics.org website really excited by the early part of 2019 where we'll see our indoor championships take place in Sheffield, cross-country championships take place at a county area, national level. Yeah, don't go to uh, gocoach.co.uk, it's um, Seven Oaks buses. <laughs> yeah, we don't want the, the local bus timetables. No, that wouldn't help. You're listening to the England Athletics Podcast. Follow us on SoundCloud or subscribe on iTunes. Like, share and comment on social media. One of our really popular programmes at England Athletics is Club Run. Club Run sees us send experienced coaches into all sorts of different sized running clubs to help the members and the coaches at those clubs develop towards a particular event on the calendar, whether it be the local 10k or a, or a national event. This month saw the 100th ever Club Run visit. That was at Queen's Park Harriers in West London and we were there to see how it went. Sophie from Queen's Park Harriers, how did you hear about Club Run and, and how have you found it? I saw it on the England Athletics newsletter that just arrived in my inbox. Seemed like a pretty good idea, so I filled out the form and, and that was it. And I didn't actually realise it was quite as special as it's turned out to be, actually. I mean, we've got Nick Anderson here, who's the uh, coach who's delivering the Club Run sessions for Queen's Park. This is the third session. How have things been on the, the first two? Oh, they've been fantastic. So the first one was on the track. We had a session where everyone tried very, very hard. <laughs> but it was great to have have an expert coach with us. Uh, and then the second was a seminar, and we were able to have that at the local school, so we had really good facilities. And that was fascinating. We had about 40 people at each at each event, so it's been a really, really useful, useful session for all members. So, Nick, you, you've obviously a veteran of a number of club run visits. What's club run been like for you over the, over the course that it's been in operation? Well, it's been great fun. It's been a chance to travel around actually large parts of the country and, and meet lots of hard-working coaches who, who probably are really doing a fantastic job every week but might just need a little bit of support with reassurance about what they've been doing. And, and actually, it's lovely to be a fresh face that comes in and then reinforces all the good practice they're putting into place in front of the membership that's there. Uh, and suddenly... Um, 
maybe it's a fresh voice you come in and do something slightly different but but essentially you're trying to work on some themes that that they can go away and put into place as well so uh, for me I, I tend to try and get them to, to think about energy systems and and training in different zones and and that's really good because people are getting some some kind of education into the training training zones and recovery and progression all at the same time and, and obviously this being the 100th one it's it's exciting for us and hopefully there'll be many more what kind of feedback have you had from from other clubs that have been through the program in terms of the impact it's had on on how they operate so far it's been really really positive because uh, i think the standard of coaches that go out uh, you know are good they're super keen um you're going out to clubs where they've got big memberships and this is big road running groups but it, as, as Sophie said so well that there are people that are very new to this from maybe part run backgrounds there's people who have been running for years and years at the club there's people that have come into it through the marathon and charity and ballot places and actually what you're doing is bringing everyone together and trying to get everyone moving in the same direction Am I right in saying that a few people have have identified coaching courses that they're hoping to Absolutely. go on? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely and I think it's been very encouraging to have Nick be there and encourage people that, that are already helping and encourage people to get involved who aren't yet doing that. Here with Charlotte Fisher, road running manager for England Athletics at the side of the track. 40-odd runners from Queen's Park Harriers are put through the paces by Nick Anderson as part of this final club run visit of the 100th club to go through the programme. Charlotte, how have we got to this point? As uh, so the programme launched in 2016 as a pilot, um, we weren't quite sure whether it, how it was going to go at that stage. Um, the pilot proved a success and we, we launched properly in April 2017. Up and down the country, small clubs, large clubs, rural clubs, uh, urban clubs, you know, some with facilities, tracks to work on, some not. But it seems to be fulfilling a, a need in terms of supporting clubs with some coaching support, um, helping runners improve performance, you know, inspiring, motivation motivating coaches and leaders and, and sharing tips and ideas it obviously gets really good feedback we've already heard from sophie here at queen's park harriers about the impact that, that nick's had on, on what they do what are some of your favorite stories of the first hundred club run visits Ooh, good question I've done a couple of the club runs myself, actually, and I, I think uh, just the interesting locations as well. I mean, we've, we've had uh, hill fell based running clubs up in, in the Yorkshire Dales where the coaches turned up and we've you know, been adapting sessions, you know, with head torches um, to, I think there was a club that I went to in, in Dursley in Gloucestershire and a fantastic location up on, on the uh, a golf course at, at Dursley. It was towards the end of September and we just got to the top of this, this hill where we were kind of doing our session and the moon was starting to rise the sun was going down and, and it was just uh, yeah you just say actually what fantastic to be outside sharing in a passion for running but also sharing some of that coaching knowledge as well from a development point of view what's the goal of club run i mean one is to support runners and i think just to share some of that knowledge around how you can get better at events you know and whether that's understanding you know sort of basic interval type sessions or how to pace tempo type runs and and therefore apply that to races so so helping runners in terms of working towards a particular distance or a particular event goal you know so they want to target a championship race or want to improve a London Marathon or take up cross country and, and try a cross country league event it's helping them work towards a particular goal as a group modelling and being able to see a 
session delivered in one's own club environment and we recognise that you know every club has a different different training environment and different constraints you know some clubs have access to a track but lots of clubs are operating out on a industrial park or you know in a rural location with limited lighting so actually having an experienced coach perhaps coming in and just you know showing how you might be able to adapt to space and adapt the sessions to fit that location I think has been really valuable brilliant we can obviously hear the all the laughter and the camaraderie as well that that's going on and one of the clubs was saying it almost made those people who identified as runners feel like athletes Uh, and obviously everyone's an athlete but uh, it, it kind of really put that to the forefront of their minds yeah, and I think we've had um, you know a few kind of runners in terms of their feedback. You know, say things like actually I, I didn't know I had another gear and that kind of thing. And I think actually the you know the coach is sort of teasing that out with some of the drills and skills and the types of sessions. Is you know every, you know everybody can improve. Everybody probably has goals that they want to work towards. And I think you know hopefully these sessions give a little extra motivation and stimulation for that. Keep an eye out on the uh, England Athletics website and also contact your local club support manager as well or contact me directly at uh, cfisher at englandathletics.org. We'll be looking to put applications probably out in the new year and um, so that will be advertised on our website. So, you know, just tell us about your club, tell us what you hope to get out of the programme when you submit your application and we'll go from there. So it's not just through Club Run that we go and visit clubs, we also go and visit clubs on a monthly basis just to find out how they're getting on, what they're up to, what some of their challenges are. This month's visit was with West Cheshire AC in the northwest. So with John Moss, sprints coach, and Alice McMahon, McMahon sprinter, but currently recovering from a bit of a nasty injury, is that right? Yeah, um, fell over in the Northern Champs um, oh, heat, dislocated my knee, so I've been out since June. And how are you feeling now? Um, so-so. We're, I want to get back to running as quickly as possible, but it's taken a lot longer than first anticipated. So we're all freezing here down at the trap, but it's, there's loads of, loads of athletes and loads of people getting stuck in. What is it about West Cheshire that keeps you coming back? I think it's the family. Like, my fiancé, this is how we met. You know, we train in separate groups, but we're still here. Everybody is a big family that will train together and work together to achieve a goal of doing the best we can and making it the best club ever. When I first started, there wasn't even a track here. We were training at Bishop's High School on tennis courts, and now we've got a track. Been here, what, 11, 12 years, something like that? Something like that. I started when I was eight. So I've been here a long, long time. (laughs) And John, you're obviously coaching here and you've just come back from the coaching conference that we held at the weekend down in Birmingham. What's it like coaching down at the club? It's great looking after the athletes. It's a pleasure because they come down here, they put the effort in and you see the rewards at the end of the day. These coaches have watched me grow up. They've seen me from age eight going through injury after injury after meningitis after all these different things and yet I'm still here and I live down the road, <laughs> which always helps. And John, in terms of just coaching in, in, in general, you, know, you, you were obviously an athlete yourself in your younger days. Um, you. <laughs> some time <laughs> ago. Um, what has becoming a coach given you? When I became a coach, um, it, it was out of a need to give back. My coach, I was lucky enough to work with four great coaches in Phil Probert, John Smith, Nigel Hetherington and Jerry Tucker. And each one of those gave me so much time, effort, dedication. I thought that it's my time to, to pass it on to the next generation. Brilliant. Well, I think you said you've got a five minute recovery for <laughs> yeah. these 300, so I'll let you get back and, and sort it. <laughs> the newly elected club chair, John Clark. All right. 
John, at the side of the track here, as we look on and see, I don't know, there must be a couple of hundred people on, on yeah, the track. Yeah, it's, it's usually a good night on a Tuesday night. We usually get up to a couple hundred people down here. So you, you were elected as club chair, what, last week, was it? I was on Friday evening, yeah. You know, we all get pressed into these roles from time to time, but you don't sound like a pressed man. Um, no, what, I wasn't pressurised whatsoever. So what was it that motivated you to become chair of this club? Well, I mean, history goes back to, I started back in athletics three and a half years ago following a heart attack. Hadn't done anything for 40 years. And I was, I was lying in bed listening, uh, no, I was watching the news on TV, and uh, there was something about somebody 95 years old breaking the world 200 metre record indoors. And I thought, what on earth is that? So um, got out of my bed, got my computer going, and uh, saw about masses athletics. So um, I used athletics as a way to get back into getting fit again and things led on for that and uh, I started uh, training every day on a regular basis uh, joined a local club, it wasn't this one but it was a local club then I got myself fitter, I represented Great Britain in the uh, World Athletics Championships for Masters in Lyon that year I just carried on ever since then and so uh, I, uh, I've carried on represented Britain again this year uh, in uh, Malaga not very well but still, what, still event, there what 100 and 200 metres and um, I was yeah, really enjoying being down at this club. I joined here 12 months ago. Uh, it's a great club to be at. Um, really good atmosphere. People are really good. It's a fantastic story being out of the sport for so long and, and being made to feel so welcome. I mean, we, we've been here, I don't know, about an hour now. It's really clear that there's a fantastic spirit amongst the members and, uh, you know, a lot of people have got a lot of time for each other. Well, I think there's some, some very dedicated people here which make it all happen. Um, we, we have a, a waiting list of the younger groups people want to join we just have, don't have enough coaches and volunteers always trying to get more and more people uh, we had a, a, a course here um, a couple of weekends ago to actually encourage more people to come along and start doing volunteering courses as well and uh, I mean the, the people as I said the people here are very dedicated and uh, without it uh, without especially a few of the members here the club wouldn't exist and you're doing your coaching qualification at this moment in yes time. I'm, I'm part way through becoming a fully qualified coach I, uh, I started doing the assistant coach uh, about three years ago, um, found it interesting, but I decided I want to do more. And I've had the opportunity while I've been down at this club to actually uh, uh, do a bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, my group, uh, Paul Waters over there in, in the far, far corner, runs a group there which I help out on. And um, I'm hoping to actually do a bit more uh, as I get more, a bit more skilled in it. Looking at the next 12 months as chair of the club, what are you, what are you hoping for? Well, we'd like to see. Well, we're already sort of Northwest Club of the Year, so that's that's pretty good. Got to keep that going, obviously. That's the third year on the trot. I think that I was, was. going to say, yeah, you, yeah you're yeah. a serial winner, as we've what discussed. I, what, I, what I'd like to see is a bit bit more uh, competition. And one of the things I'm uh, would like to see will be to start looking at uh, possibly holding uh, uh, our own championships because we don't hold one at present. So that's one of the things I've got in mind, and maybe an open event as well later on in the season. Well, we're going to go and enjoy uh, seeing some more athletics around the track. Thanks a lot for your time. Thanks a lot. Cheers, John. So we're here with Dennis Wall of West Cheshire AC for our latest club visit. Dennis, can you tell us a little bit about your role at the club? Yeah, my role is the I'm vice chairman on the committee as well as track and field officer. And I obviously try and coordinate the uh, officials and the coaches throughout the course of the year. 
Well, it wouldn't be a Westchester Athletic Club without the amalgamation of Whitby Heath at AC, who are based here at Stanley in Ellesmere Port, and also Chester and Ellesmere Port Athletic Club, who were based in Chester. Uh, the clubs actually came together because they wanted to improve the facilities, and we thought there's more strength in numbers, so we amalgamated in 1998, and from there we've just grown in strength ever since. Well, it's nearly, well, it is 20 years ago, and it, it probably feels is. like five minutes. <laughs> In terms of the, the different activities the club's engaged in? We've been engaged in uh, all sorts of activities, mainly with the um, trying to generate some interest with the youngsters more than anything else. There's been a strong link with schools and educational facilities. Our latest project has seen Chester University actually bring 34 students to the club. So these are students from all over the country who've decided to go to Chester, but they don't have the facility, so they come down here, is that...? They do, yeah. Very, very good uh, relationship with Gordon Ray, the Director of Sport at Chester University. He's been um, helping us to try and forge that link. We've got 10 students now rearing to go on an assistant club coach course, which is absolutely tremendous for the CV. And uh, it's just building. It's just building blocks. And that liaison between us and an an outside organisation it just can go from strength to strength You've got a superb facility here 8 lane straight 6 lane oval fantastic space around the track for development of the sport with youngsters and adults alike you're here at the Sports Village you obviously work really effectively in partnership as well, which must be really important for you. Yeah, it's very important. We've just actually had a meeting with the centre manager, uh, Julie Kirkham, trying to get them onto the online modular course for the track and field facilities because we, we feel it's so important for them as well as ourselves to look after the facility. It was only recently retextured. Uh, now we're lo- hoping to try and get as much life out of it as we possibly can. Uh, and building on what we've got, we've got the uh, new high jump cover. That's the latest addition uh, to the facilities we've got. And we're hoping to also build on that with a pole vault cover as well Super. so we can develop other areas. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Clearly the club's going from strength to strength. What do you put that down to? I mean, obviously you, you mentioned just before we, we started this chat that you've got around 550 members um, and that's a, that's got a, that's an upward trajectory what why is that do you think enthusiasm I think um, it just breathes it just breeds um, numbers that come into the club we've, we've got a very very good relationship with the parents of the younger ones and that's our future without the parents actually bringing them down to the track picking them up afterwards we feel that there isn't a future so we've got to engage with the parents within the club I think I'm right in saying that you've done some work around officiating as well and you've managed to recruit some, some new officials. That's obviously a problem that yeah. every club faces, all, all leagues, all competition providers, new officials getting newcomers in. Can you just tell us a little bit about how that worked? Yeah, we only had nine people on the course. So we did a really good exercise in trying to promote and make people realise that without officials we we struggle next season and every season thereafter so we use social media we used emails and in the end we got 28 people oh, wow. come Fantastic. to the course a mixture of all ages really yeah, yeah right. mainly i would say 30 40 year olds right. but um, 15 of that 28 came from our club Fantastic. so we've got 15 officials hopefully next season Super. learning their throughout their four initial meetings as officials there will be graded level one officials where we're stood now just by the side of the the home straight is is where you hope to have a new clubhouse what other plans are in the pipeline 
Well, the toilets and changing rooms initially uh, were always going to be planned as the next phase for the site. And we've had talks with the council as well as Brio about the um, the money being put in place. The council are actually put the money forward. £300,000 is there, ready and waiting to be used. And we're waiting any day now for the contractors to be on site. Uh, and they're actually going to build where we're stood, four different changing rooms, which will be used for football as well as athletics. And the, um, the clubhouse, we had a shortfall of about £40,000. And uh, unfortunately, because of that shortfall, it couldn't be built at the same time as toilets and changing rooms. But there is going to be discussions between the council, Brio, ourselves, other local organisations. Brio, just Brio are? Brio are contracted by the council to manage the facilities on site. Yeah, that's right. So they're they're actually going to be meeting with Active Cheshire and we're going to be putting a bid in for a community room not just a clubhouse but a community room fantastic serve all the people on the site That's so important because of course that will uh, foster a great social spirit within yes. the club wouldn't it yeah. so for parents and those who want to come down and just help or spectate you know there's something where they can they can feel like they belong do you mean I, do you mean stop them going across the shop on cheshire oaks <laughs> and yeah well of course yeah there's a there's a retail opportunity there for you yeah there well is. that's right yeah the sponsorship club opportunity shop. hopefully in the future too club fingers shop, crossed tro- yeah cabinet. i was looking earlier you're yeah. bulging yeah. in your in, in your kind of temp- temporary home over there with trophies and certificates and everything else you definitely need a new social room with a trophy cabinet. That would be very nice, yeah. Well, obviously, the, the trophy cabinet is quite full, or very full, and there's lots of England Athletics Regional Awards, and that's no surprise, uh, you know, to hearing you speak about the passion that you and no doubt many others within the club will have. If you can, what what is the thing that makes you keep on uh, working so hard for this club? Uh, uh, seeing people enjoy themselves, uh, particularly the... Uh, well, everybody. I mean, I was going to say the youngsters, but we have uh, really strong uh, veterans and seniors road-running squads and uh, on a Tuesday night to see them all working alongside one another uh, it, it just brings a smile to everybody's faces uh, the bystanders, the people, the coaches, the officials we all love to actually train on the one site at the same time and there's a buzz, there's a great atmosphere great camaraderie, great atmosphere So it's great to go and visit the people at West Cheshire AC in many ways typical of many of our clubs around the country all of them require all sorts of different people to help them operate, to make them tick from coaches to officials to the athletes themselves to parents. Really important that we as England Athletics go and meet those people and find out how they're experiencing the sport. So as we mentioned at the start, we recently launched our campaign, Go Coach, to find 10,000 new coaches. Dina Asher-Smith and her coach, John Blackie, spoke to a range of different people on the day of the launch. I owe any kind of success that I've ever had to John's hard work and so being involved with something like Go Coach and encouraging hopefully 10,000 more Johns to, to potentially change other young people's lives, that would be absolutely amazing. I've been fortunate enough to know Dina since she was uh, that high and she's now that high <laughs> and in that time she's matured into what you see now, an adult. So the relationship we have is adult to adult whereas when it started it was very much almost parent to child yeah he's absolutely lovely he's like a second dad to me and obviously he's completely changed my life what i think makes a great coach is patience and understanding that people and especially athletes are not going to get everything right the first time so you've got to be patient with them well the benefits of coaching of course they're twofold Uh, there's one to the athletes that you are coaching where you're imparting your knowledge your skills your guidance, but there's also the benefits to you as a coach where that sense of achievement, when an athlete actually 
does something that they haven't done before. John knows me really, really well. He motivates me without me noticing, I think. Any motivation that Dina, whether it's direct or indirect, receives from me, I'm getting it back as well. So I'm being motivated to carry on. Uh, so it is a two-way street, this. I would say to any young coach that wants to get involved, just honestly go and try it because there are so many people that you can affect and, that, and lives that you can change and you might not even be aware of it or you can't even kind of rationalise it in your head, the impact that you could have. So we're here with Femi Akinsanya, Coach and Athlete Development Manager for England Athletics. Femi, can you tell us a little bit more about why it's important that we, we have a coach recruitment campaign? Um, I think it's just really good to get people as active as possible. Uh, coaching is another way of just being active, giving something back to the community, giving something back to sort of like kids, and just trying to give them life skills as well. I think there's, there's so much more to it than just coaching. Obviously you were an international athlete yourself, so people might assume that it's international athletes that go on to become the best coaches, but well, first of all, how did you get into coaching? And then maybe secondly, um, who coached you when you were a youngster and what impact did they have on, on that? Just when I was coming to the end uh, of being an athlete, I just always felt I wanted to give something back. So I thought it was important to sort of like obviously learn how to coach using some of the skills from the coaches that I had and then sort of like keep going on courses and keep going on workshops and just trying to progress and get as much knowledge as possible. That's kind of my way into it. Um, when I was a youngster, I th- they were just parents. They were just parents who had their son or daughter that was competing and they felt that, well, I'm here every week, so I might as well get involved. And whilst I'm getting involved, I might as well just learn how to coach at the same time. If somebody's thinking about becoming a coach and, and is maybe wondering if it's for them, what, what do you get most out of it? And what, what do you see? All the co- you work with lots of coaches around the country. What, what's the, the kind of benefits of coaching that you see? You know, it, it doesn't matter what level you're at. If, if, if someone progresses and you see that progress and you see that child kind of like have that joy of knowing they've achieved something, for me, I, that's the buzz I get out of it. It's not about what level they are. It's just making someone a better person than, than, than when they come. We're after trying to get 10,000 new coaches over the next few years. Why is it so important that we have those coaches? I mean, we've already got coaches. They do a fantastic job. We always need more, eh? It's the most important sport of all. I, I always say for every sport, or for most sports, you need to run, jump, or you know, potentially throw. So why not get involved in athletics? Uh, the, 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 the more people we can have supporting that, the, the better the nation's going to be, the, the healthier the nation's going to be, uh, and active. So, yeah, let's try and get as many as we can. It's customary at this time of year, I think, before we sign off, to wish everybody a very happy festive period and a happy new year. We'll be back in January to give you more updates and more information and hopefully some more interesting chat from England Athletics. See you until then. This is the England Athletics Podcast with Dean Hardman and Chris Jones.